Hello, so I'm here at the um, Botanic Gardens in Helsinki and I'm here with Henrietta Kress. We're sitting outside, so it might be a little bit windy, but hello Henrietta. Hello. Just wondering if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm Henrietta, herbalist in Helsinki. <laughs> I've been doing herbs since I was very small, so... Uh, and I went full-time in 1998, which is uh, over 20 years ago, so it's quite nice to be a practicing herbalist. And is there quite a lot of demand in Helsinki for her herbalists? Uh, there aren't really any other herbalists in Helsinki, but I'm trying to change it. I have a distance course uh, with uh, monthly meetings in person. Okay, and that's just with people in, in Finland? Uh, yeah, I have a, another one uh, in Swedish where I go to Sweden too, every now and then. And then uh, there's a, a herbalist school or well, alternative healthcare school uh, a bit north from here, but they don't focus as much on herbs. Okay. Yeah, I do only herbs and then uh, nutrients and the causes, why is why does somebody have this set of symptoms? So, and had when did you? Where did you study? Oh, I studied with Michael Moore in Arizona, uh, Southwest School of Botanical Medicine. Right, so you had to go all the way to America. Oh yeah, there's nothing here. No, no. Uh, I I went to this uh, course that was available in Finland. Please tell me something I don't know. No. <laughs> so that wasn't for me. And then uh, I started looking around where to go study, and um, uh, the UK would have been nice, but it was very expensive, uh, especially from Finland. So then I thought, well, I could go to the US. And that was really a good course because it taught us. Uh, uh, Michael students uh, got to know a lot of the why of various symptoms. And yeah, and after that, I've, um, I've, I've taken a few of uh, Paul Bergner's courses on nutrients. So uh, nutrient deficiencies are very difficult to address. And, uh, he said that uh, Paul Bergner said that back in. Uh, uh, Roman times, a doctor couldn't uh, would lose his license if he gave herbs where lifestyle interventions would and nutrients would help. That's interesting. Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, so it's very different than I that. Think, I think we should uh, <laughs> reinstate that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That would be quite nice. Yeah, I think people should look at the food and lifestyle before they start doing anything else, before they start giving all the drugs and everything, never mind about the herbs, <laughs> Yeah, just rush into it. Yeah, and if they gave stronger herbs where milder ones would work, they would also lose their license. I, I like that idea. Yeah. So uh, when I give advice about um, herbs that I know will uh, set people up for failure later on, I, because it, they shift nutrients, then I also, also always say that they must take nutrients with the herb. And instead, you instead mean of like supplements or like by eating or, or both? Um, you get you get a lot of 
uh, nutrients by eating, like yeah. you get zinc from various seeds and you get fish oil from eating fish and you get uh, chromium from liver. But then uh, vitamin B, I don't think you can eat enough uh, with our current lifestyle mm -hmm. to get the B you need and uh, magnesium, same thing. And vitamin D, well, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. I think you have the same, we have the same problem in Scotland. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, the week I was in Scotland, it was sunny all day, oh, yeah. <laughs> every day, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> except, <unusual. laughs> except for one day. Yeah, that was nice. And I heard that you're um, you're really knowledgeable on the kind of energetics of herbs and plants. I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit. Uh, I I have incorporated it into my practice. I went I went to uh, Christopher Headley weekend in London a few few years ago because. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, Michael Moore had his own set of energetics, but it's it's or organ system energetics. So underactive liver, overactive liver, underactive digestion, overactive digestion, and that kind of thing. So uh, the digestive bit fits into the uh, European herbal energetics, but the, the uh, cold and dry and uh, that part doesn't. Uh, they're they're separate. So it's like I have uh, the herbal history that uh, I got from books and from my grandma years and years ago that like you use this herb for that and then I have the, the organ system energetics and then I have the, the uh, old European system so I have a screwdriver and a hammer and I have a saw. So I have uh, enough tools to to address a lot of different things, but then sometimes that's not enough, and so I refer out to the people who uh, straighten spines and things like that. And it, and the Europe the European energetics is that like um, like taste? That yeah, that that's like? that's the that's the uh, bitter and sour and and warming and mm, yeah that's that's the one and um, uh, Christopher Headley taught a lot of current herbalists about it and they have taught it onwards and I, I quite like that mm -hmm. and he sent me a humoral, in, humoral uh, intake form and I put it on the net I work with that too. I give. Uh, I, I use most often. I use uh, Michael Moore's intake sheet on clients, but sometimes uh, I use uh, Christopher Headley's because it's. Uh, yeah, this is so uh, such a confusing picture. Could you please fill in this one? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Michael then was things are online, aren't they now? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 All his all his uh, courses are uh, available online. Yeah, free. Yeah. The yeah the yeah. video. Yeah. The video course. And that's it. yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. And then, um, so do you have do you see many clients here? Who's, like, if there's not many herbalists or any. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a lot of demand from patients. Yeah, it's it's a few a week right now. It's, I think it's about as much as I care to have. Yeah. It works like that. And when I want more, there are more. 
And when I think, oh no, not not again, then there are less. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to work with this energy. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, I think it, it's nice. Do you think there's a um, like an increase of people who are interested in herbalism in Finland or in in plants as medicine generally? Mm, when I started as a herbalist in '98, I was told, ah, that's just that's just. Uh, Humbug, it's it's nothing to I mean how how can you even consider a career in that? But nowadays when I say I'm a, I'm a herbalist they say, Oh wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you are asking the wrong person because uh, I practically only see people who are interested in herbs, except then for acquaintances and friends, but they know what I do so. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't criticize it doesn't get them anyway <laughs> yeah but um, online there are al- always the people who think oh no that doesn't work and it's just uh, a placebo placebo effect or something like that and I have this saying that uh, these skeptics say that herbs don't work they should take a bag of prunes when next they Yes, so if you cough, what happens? Okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, yeah, kind of a small barb. It doesn't work. No, no, of course not. Here, take these prunes when you cough. <laughs> you, I think even like the, when people mention about the placebo effect, it's like, well, that is a thing in itself. I mean, yes. You know? <laughs> did, did you did you know uh, or do you know about Ted Kapchuk? He's a uh, comes out with the most interesting things and I think we as herbalists should incorporate that into our practice because if you have a client who is a bit uh, so-so about uh, will this work or not then you have to be oh yes I have just the herb for you it's it's amazing I just read about this last week and it's it, it fits you perfectly just uh, wait a second then you take the herb and then you give it to them and another thing you can do uh, to just get them better, faster, or, or better, better, you just uh, 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 look when they have told their their tale and told their problems and symptoms, and you just stare off in uh, stare off into nothing at all for twenty seconds, and then you, oh yeah, right, uh, this one will help. It's like you're just enhancing the placebo effect. Of course, the herbs will help help too if you choose them right. But it, it 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 always helps to help help things along a bit. Yeah. So and it's then also the issue of the mind is that needs to be involved in any medicine. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you just you need to be convincing. And if you the placebo effect uh, works less well if you just offhandedly say, oh yeah, this herb for you. Mm-hmm. But if you if you convince them, yeah, they, this herb is, is exactly the right one for your symptoms. It's amazing that I just ran across this uh, article or that, uh, that I had a client with just your symptoms last week and this worked perfectly or last month or whenever. So um, 
you you have you convince them that this will work and then it will work better but then there are the clients who who try to shoot themselves in the foot you just tell them that yeah this will work and it it's fascinating and it's it's fabulous and then they say um are you really sure and it's like uh, don't undo all <laughs> of this it's like I've just tried my best to get you to to the point where yes it'll work for you and then you say uh, really uh, I'm not quite on board with that it's like ah oh. yeah what do you do then yes you say yes of course it'll work for you I kind of think that even with um, traditional you know medicine um, pharmaceutical medicine there still has to be that element of the, the placebo effect yes because well. people, people they're buying into it they've, they've already they've been sold this that's why people maybe that's why it works yeah, yeah. <laughs> a part of it probably yeah, yeah. and uh, on that um, um, in that vein so Christopher Hedley again he was such a fabulous guy so he said uh if a herb is used for one problem for by enough people for long enough then it will start working better and better for that problem and that's interesting a mm-hmm. mm, few hundred years ago uh, fever few was just a liver herb and then it got uh, to be a migraine herb and now it works for migraine it's like, interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't it yeah yeah, so if enough people use it and believe it believe it works for that, then it starts to work like that. It's 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 interesting and we're all connected sort of thing. Yeah. I think the plants themselves have their own um I don't know, ideas and energies and I think that whole that whole element of how the plants work we don't really understand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> with yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, why they work. Well the strong ones of course, because they have found out the, the chemical pathways but the normal ones why is uh, raspberry leaf so good for uh, f- for female organs or why is uh, willow herb so good for digestive problems it's like mm, it's the herb mm-hmm. and we've kind of grown together have evolved together yeah you know? yeah and then the standardized thing too uh, I think standardized herbs are important once we get standardized people. Mm. As long as we don't have standardized people, it's it's a moot point to have standardized herbs because we, uh, when it's a very sunny summer, we are stronger, and when it's very rainy, we are weaker. And the same is with the herbs. So. Do, you, do you, when you harvesting your plants, do you harvest them at different times, like depending on the moon cycle? Ah, no, no, I don't do that. It's, um, I'm very practical, so uh, I think the right time to harvest a plant is when you stand right next to it. And if it's a root, then it's when you stand right next to it with a, with a shovel. <laughs> then it's the right time. It doesn't really... Yeah, uh, of course there are nu- nuances, like um, a dandelion is much sweeter in fall. So then it's more nourishing and it's uh, quite bitter the rest of the year. But um, I don't know. These days I harvest dandelions when the neighbor says, oh, those look, uh, your <laughs> garden, it's like, how can you? And then I say, all oh, right. 
<laughs> and then I take my trowel and then I take them all up, the large things, and then uh, they go on the cutting board and I, everything. I, I, I take away the brown leaves and all the rest is in uh, two or three centimeter bits and then in the dehydrator and that works nicely. It's like they're herbs, they're, they work anyway. It, it, it's, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. They, they, they work. And so how do you, because quite often people um, in cities, they worry about like the pollution, the chemicals and the um, dog poo and <laughs> things like that. How do you feel about, what do you say to people about, about that when they're picking in cities and not in like, you know, clean forests? Yeah, well, uh, cities are the most polluted places everywhere in the world. Yeah, and then uh, places near next to factories also. And then you go um, down there. We are quite close to the city center here, and down there you see a lot of small houses, and they all have their own garden, and that is uh, where people grow their potatoes and their salad. So if thing is if you if you grow your own you know you don't put poison on it and uh, people do grow potatoes and lettuce in the middle of a city so yeah and uh, humans are quite adaptable so if you think there is a problem you can just um, uh, add a bit more liver herbs Uh, dandelion or burdock uh, uh, or oh, then the the ones I like most is uh, barberry root or mahonia root. I love them because I have an underactive liver and they're the herbs for my liver. <laughs> so all my clients get those. I do have dandelion in the cupboard for clients who have high blood pressure and need liver herbs. But uh, yeah, I also have a burdock leaf in the cupboard because... Yeah, I have burdock leaf in the cupboard for those people who need a bit of help with their fat digestion because it's the best herb for fat digestion. So if they have dry skin, dry eyes, they get burdock and then they get uh, uh, the advice to start eat more fish or to start to take fish oil. And then are those who are allergic to fish, so they should instead do uh, these evening primrose capsules or, or um, the other oily capsules there's uh, borage seed capsules and things like that flax. yeah but I uh, oh I don't like flaxseed because it's too drying okay so if you do flaxseed you start to notice your uh, the, the, the skin around your fingernails getting uh, translucent and hard so that's the drying quality of the flaxseed oil so they don't get that they should t- t- take that and then uh, willow herb and then the barberry root barberry root it's just so good for the liver could you talk to talk a little bit about like some of them maybe like the rose the rose uh, the rose petals help you love yourself more and make you mellower and then when you love yourself more then you can start loving everybody else more and you are much gentler 
And Rose is also very good for those people who who kick themselves too much, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't hold the door open to that guy that time three years ago, you know. So they need Rose because then they love themselves more and criticize themselves less, and then they are a gentler person all around. And uh, Rose is also very good for grief, and I like it. Yeah, it tastes like perfume, of course, so you have to put something else in there, so... How, are you taking them as teas, mostly? Oh, yeah, I give them as teas. Uh, of course, for, for our family, I make the rose elixir, and that is, you fill a jar with uh, fresh rose petals. The, I like the Rugosa rose because it has such a strong scent. We don't have the Rosa Gallica or Damascina, they don't, they don't thrive here, so... The rugosa is everywhere. And then uh, you fill the jar with the rose and then you uh, add one third of uh, liquid honey and then you put on top, uh, you, you fill it to the top with brandy, some fruit brandy. And then you just let it be for two weeks, three weeks, and then you strain and then you start taking one teaspoon when you feel the world is, is the sky is falling down, the world is uh, just too overwhelming. And it's so tasty that you that you just start to go to the cupboard every so often <laughs> to take some. It's it's really quite good. So that's that's for family, but for clients they get the tea. Um, and then I like the grounding herbs, the grounding aromatic ones. That's uh, elecampane and angelica, and of course uh, calamus. I think they are very good. People. Yeah, not all, but uh, a lot of people need to be pulled down to the earth. To just uh, instead of building all kinds of castles in the sky, they should see what's in front of them and and uh, try to get something. Try to gain their goals, like really, really get there. And then they need these. They're also very good for grief, all three of them, and for the digestion. And I like them. They're good for the lungs and for the gut. And for, yeah. And do they grow um, naturally here? Oh, Angelica is uh, natural here. It's um, I, uh, We have wild Angelica at our cottage. I have it in the garden, but that's the kind that uh, grows up in Lapland, uh, up north. It's much bigger than the one that's at, on the coast. Uh, is it the, the seeds that you're using for that? The seed, leaf, root, uh, yeah, root. Root is the traditional one, but that's because you can store a root in a burlap bag for years in a corner of the warehouse while you wait for the price to go up. <laughs> but the seed and the leaf and the flower works as well. So I take uh, one of the smaller seed balls from each. The large seed ball, it will die after it has made seeds. So it puts it, uh, most of its energy into the large seed ball. So that's for the plant itself. And the, the side balls, you can take them. The, the big one is usually um, 20 centimeters across and then the small ones are 10 centimeters, 15. In good years it can have a lot of large ones, but not that often. Mm. And the calamus, it's uh, imported in the Bronze Age, I think. So it's been here for quite some years. And we have the sterile calamus root, sterile calamus, it doesn't make seeds. 
So it's uh, down river from where there were Bronze Age uh, villages. Oh, yeah, isn't it? And then uh, elecampane, it has been grown in gardens for hundreds of years here and it has escaped. Uh, it, it can be found here and there, but I've only seen it once in the wild. I have it in my garden and I plant, planted it on one side of the house and now it's on three. <laughs> and I have no idea how it did, did that. Plants <laughs> have a, thing, a tendency to do that, don't they? <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> yes. I, and, and I, I dig up about one old plant a year. It, it gives uh, me a root uh, the size of a head. And uh, elecampane is nice in that you can slice it even though the root is very old. It's easy to slice. It's soft. And are you using that for like coughs? Uh, coughs and di digestion and grief and also uh, uh, exhaust, exhaust, exhaustion. Yeah, I like it. Elecampane is cool. And how are you? How are you using that one? How are you processing it? Oh, I slice it up and I uh, either give it as a tea or then I and dry it. I give it as a tea or then I make a syrup for the cups. And uh, if I feel lazy, I just slice it in a half centimeter slices and, uh, and put it in the dehydrator. Uh, and then when it's really dry, you put them all in a paper bag, in a plastic bag, and go wild with a hammer, with a hammer, <laughs> because then you don't have to slice it. Uh, before drying. You get a bit better quality if you slice it smaller before you dry it, but who cares, you don't always have the time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's a nice plant, I like it. And then the willow herb, um, I think it's one of my herbs. Um, Is that like, do you mean rose bay willow herb or the willow tree? Yeah, rose bay willow herb, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, all the willow herbs can be used interchangeably, so they all work. Um, I give the tea of the leaf for all clients who have digestive problems, and it works a treat. Is that the fermented leaf or just dried? Oh, just a normal leaf. Yeah, the fermented, I don't know if it works. I haven't tried it. It just tastes like normal teas. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it also works for prostate problems. So. If a guy has to pee five, six times a night, you give him just the willow herb leaf. And then it goes down to two or three times a, day, a night, and I think that's quite good. Because if you get up five, six times a night to pee, then it starts to uh, affect your quality of life. And two, three times it's doable. Yeah. And if it's just a si simple herb that grows everywhere as a weed, so it's much better than the imported ones. There is a saw palmetto that grows in Texas and Florida. I think it grows in Texas, I'm not quite sure. So that's not so... Uh, that's quite expensive and... Um, um, yeah. And are you using the flowers of the Rose Bay Willowhead as well? No, they are so, so drying. Once I had a a course on how to make uh, herbal preparations up north in Lapland and uh, I had se se told them that they should bring one kilogram, uh, no, five kilograms each, one kilogram per plant, dried or fresh, no, doesn't matter. Uh, the students should do that and when I came there they had one large bag of 
what was it, birch leaf, one large bag, raspberry leaf, one large bag of uh, these willow herb flowers, one large bag of willow herb leaf, and then uh, make products three days, four days. It's like, um, yeah. And it's very much more drying than the leaf. Okay. Very much more astringent. So green powder just doesn't work because the combination of all of those would be so astringent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, thank you. I did because I saw people here. I had um, some rosebay willow herb plant, no, flowers syrup that somebody had made yeah. here. So I just yeah, yeah, but that's just it. the taste comes just from the sugar from and the, the sugar, lemon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it gets the nice color, but uh, yeah. sugar and lemon, uh, it's like, yeah. It's There's not got any nutritional or no. medicinal benefits? No, no. Okay. Uh, sugar is bad for the gut, so if you have gut problems, you shouldn't take uh, yeah. syrup. So the, um, there is a very, very tasty local concoction, and you make it the same way. Um, you layer uh, black currant leaf uh, with uh, uh, sugar and lemon slices overnight and then in the morning and a bit of water and in the morning you uh, bring it to a boil and then you strain out the leaf and the lemon slices and then you bottle it and it's very very tasty does that have any medicinal? I don't think, think I don't well yeah it makes you smile because it's so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just wondering if you're boiling it if it gets rid of any of the the nutrients or if it's Nah. And if the sugar like detracts from it, or because like, there's a lot of herbal preparations that involve a lot of sugar. Yeah, but that's just to preserve them. Okay. Mostly, uh, for cuffs you have to do syrups because they are uh, soothing and they are uh, moistening. Okay. So, but for gut problems, never add sugar. Okay. But this. Uh, um, uh, people have tried to make all kinds of uh, variations on the th on the black currant leaf theme. Black currant leaf ha has a very nice scent and taste of its own, mm -hmm. and the other currants uh, usually don't. So, mm -hmm. so then there is the same made with uh, spruce shoots, and the same made with uh, this rose bay willow herb flower, mm -hmm. and a few others, and yeah. Sugar and lemon, it's like, oh, your teeth will thank you for drinking this. <laughs> oh no, your dentist will. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no. I suppose it's just, it's because people are used to quite sweet things. Yes. You know? It's like a, a variation. Like. Yeah, that's uh, then a chromium deficiency and they might benefit from taking a bit more bitter herbs. So that would curb the, the sweet tooth. And also when you eat sweet things, it just makes you hungry for more sweet. Mm -hmm. So if you just wean yourself off the sugar little by little, then after, say, three months, you stare at the chocolate that you would have just devoured three months earlier and take one bite and, it's disgusting. How could they put that much sugar in there? Okay, that's good to know, because since I became pregnant and had kids, I just yeah, really felt like I've craved a lot of sugar. Okay, so that's chromium deficiency, and then if it's if it's chocolate, then it's magnesium. But if it's uh, just sugar, then it's chromium. And it's a good idea to load up on nutrients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're um, 
would you mostly give teas and things then? Oh yeah, I give teas. And then I sometimes hand out a bit of uh, surf, some, some ointments. And then uh, every now and then somebody gets a tincture. And do you use um, many um, like wild plants like oh, yeah. good for foraging for like oh, food yeah. things? I for food, yes. Yes, that too. Quite a lot of edible things. Um, there are the yeah nettles and ground elder and um, uh, acorns. I've I've used a lot of acorns and made pancakes out of them. And and uh, uh, there's the little Vicia cracker that's crown witch. I think I'm not quite sure. And that's edible. And there's there's all the cruciferae but some of them are so bitter you don't want them but but some of them are mild uh, the pennywoods are quite good there's there's quite a lot and there's uh, so many uh, right now of course every everybody is out in the forest uh, picking lingonberries mm -hmm. uh, they're ripe uh, blueberry season is over uh, before that was cloudberry season and after lingonberry season there will be cranberries in the box. So people go, this year there were no mushrooms, much too dry, so okay. I've seen a few dried up ones but nothing really, nothing edible. And uh, yeah. So the, back to just what you said a minute uh, earlier, the birch leaves, would you use them? Would you make a tea with them, or would you not go with them either? See, the birch leaf is quite diuretic, okay. and uh, I have an underactive liver, which means that I have a low blood pressure. So if I do diuretics, I end up feeling really woozy. Like, so I don't like it, mm -hmm. so I don't use it. Mm -hmm. But okay. Finns use it quite a lot, the yeah, birch leaf, because because it's uh, well, it's diuretic and it's quite nutritious. It has a lot of minerals. And it's uh, they use it uh, a bit for the aromatics, which is helping the digestion a bit, and then mostly because of the minerals. But diuretics are not for me. And are they when people that are using it here? Are they making a tea with the leaves as well? Oh yes, yeah. they make a tea, and then they make these birch twigs for the sauna, which also is therapeutic. It gets your your uh, peripheral blood supply going. And then, mm, yeah, uh, some make a soap with the leaves. They like uh, they just put fresh leaves into a, a jar with water, and then they shake it, and then they strain out the leaf and wash with the with the sudsy water, oh, which is interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I <try> that. <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of people tap the birch sap in spring and drink that. And that's also quite mineral rich. Yeah. Things like that. And in my area where I am, we've got a lot, a lot of um, hawthorn trees. Oh wow! Yeah, that's Can that's such a nice. Way. Yes, it gives you courage, <clears throat> and of course, it helps the heart and the uh, capillaries and all things. About the capillaries, cap capillaries, we have um, blueberries all over the forests. So. Uh, when I have clients <coughs> with diabetic um, retinopathy, you know, the wet macular de degeneration in the back of the eye, 
I tell them to eat 100 grams of blueberries every day. It's, it's uh, no problem at all to do that because the people who do go picking blueberries, they come home with bucketfuls, buckets and buckets and buckets. I think my parents have picked 170 liters this year. It's like, yeah, they fill the freezer and then they make jam and then they make whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a normal Finnish thing to do and lingonberries they do too. So uh, the blueberry is very good for the wet macular degeneration. One of them said that he went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, it should never go this way. What have you done? It should only get worse and never better. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Hawthorne, uh, if, if there is, uh, well, yeah, some people can't take the, the l lower pulse, so uh, it doesn't say dun 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 dun, it starts saying dun 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 dun, it slows down the pulse, mm -hmm. and then they get um, arrhythmias from that, okay, but most people are, are just fine on Hawthorne, and uh, one elderly guy took Hawthorne for 10 years or more, I, I, I don't quite remember, before his heart problems got so bad that he had to start taking the drugs. And I think that Hawthorne, it strengthens the heart and the, the capillaries and the muscle and the, the everything about the heart. It's a much better idea to start with that than to start with the drugs. The drugs just suppress symptoms. And how would you use it? Oh, tea. The leaves Three. and yeah, flowering tops, or the or the berry, either or. Uh, the research has shown that the flowering tops have most uh, active flavonoids. Uh, tradition uh, is that you use half flowering tops and half berry. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, research just hasn't caught up to tradition yet, because why pick both? if there's no benefit from the berry yeah. and it's uh, drying berries is not so easy so I usually slice them up before I dry them and that's a very meditative method. Do you ever use tinctures? Well, yeah. what, how do you feel about tinctures? Yes, yes, I use tinctures but actually only when the herb has to be fresh Okay, okay so um, not normally uh, Finland is a tea country, people do no teas, don't make teas. Or when the herb is very expensive, then I don't take it. Do you think it changes like the, how medicinal properties are better? Mm, of course it does, it makes it drier and harsher. Okay. More heating, perhaps a little. But um, the thing is again, that I'm practical so if the herb is very expensive and hard to get then I tincture it because I get more out per gram of herb and if the herb is easily available and grows everywhere in every ditch in every meadow in every forest then I use the tea because it's very easy to get in quantity uh, something like um, the root of uh, mullein I use as a tincture because it's such a small dinky little thing that uh, digging a lot is uh, really hard work and usually it doesn't grow that much in one spot. Mm. 
there's perhaps a dozen or two dozen and you can't take them all because then there won't be mullein next year so mm -hmm. you take about one third and then slice them up and pickle them in alcohol and then you have a mullein root tincture uh, another I do is uh, willow flower tincture because that has to be fresh okay, so. and uh, I use the American percentages so um, uh, 96% alcohol is considered uh, uh, a drug in Finland so we're not allowed to use it but we can hop on over to Tallinn and get uh, 80% okay. and that's uh, completely allowed And the, the willow catkins, um, they curb sexual urges, like uh, overheated libido. So I give that and I give nutrients and that usually uh, balances the hormone, hormone, hormonal system so that their overactive libido is gone. few guys I've had. Um, they call and say, well, what should I do? My woman is uh, threatening to leave me because she doesn't want uh, to point like bunnies all the time, <laughs> every day. She just wants to be left in peace. Thank you very much. And I don't want to lose her. So then they get willow flower tincture and they get nutrients. Same, of course, also for uh, adolescents. Uh, they want to they want to control their hormones instead of being controlled by their hormones. So if you give nutrients and willow, herb, willow flower tincture, then they are much calmer and then they uh, um, can, can say what, then they can um, tell their body what to do instead of being told by their body what to do. They're, they're the ones in charge then, which is quite nice to know. And is this the willow, are you talking about the catkins? Yes, yes, yeah. the catkins, yeah. And they're much easier to pick when they're in full flower. Mm -hmm. So if you just try to get the silvery things, that's difficult, very, very difficult. Wait until they're bright yellow and then you just milk them. Very easy. And somebody has told me that, yeah, but you have to leave some for the bees. All right, so... Uh, you think I didn't leave some for the bees because I just can't reach most of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the bees can't <laughs> they have wings they fly asking like a million questions all day but I'm just gonna ask you one more just about um because a lot of people use you making the berries and things into jams uh, do you feel that that has any Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the flavonoids in there anyway, so there's sugar, but yeah, it's a way to get food. Yeah, yeah, eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do need uh, the flavonoids, and there's vitamin C. And mm -hmm. people say that if you boil it, there's less vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you start out out with uh, 1,000 vitamin C and you boil it, and you're left with 700, that's still quite a lot. Like in percentages per, per mills or whatever it's like it doesn't all get destroyed and you get quite a lot anyway and a lot of people here don't do jams they freeze them and then they put them in smoothies or on, uh, on their porridge or in, in, 
side and then there are the practical herbs one and two and they're uh, at a Brit British publishers now so you can get them in various online bookstores which is quite nice and the herb cards that you've got is that so that you can kind of learn the plants yes yes they are they are the herbs in a nutshell and uh, on one side is a picture and a lot of text well a lot of uh, I think 60 words I'm not quite sure and on the other side is just a picture so and then on the cards also you see the uh, the family uh, one flower that shows what the family uh, fl flower should look like like a dandelion flower on the asteraceae and uh, and uh, I think it's a uh, So all the family in the same family have the same 